All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that'll teach you how to do exactly that. And now let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Lee Holden with us. He's a world-renowned teacher of Qigong, meditation, and holistic healthcare practices, and the owner of a successful holistic health center in Santa Cruz, California. As an acupuncturist and doctor of Chinese medicine, Lee has figured out how to translate Eastern medicine for our modern Western life. So welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Of Excited course. To be here. Grateful to have you on. So we'd like to get to know you first. Uh, the first one I got for you is what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? That's a tough one. Best story from my life. I have so many, but this one's recent. I was traveling in China making a documentary. It's called Superhuman. And we're finding people with special abilities in the healing arts, um, spiritual cap- capacities. You know, we want to showcase people, you know, not the athletes of the world, but people who have uh, perfected their craft in uh, helping the world to be a better place. And uh, so we're in northern China in Chengdu, which is home to the great pandas. And we are sneaking into a hotel room where there's a Tibetan Lama there with uh, amazing abilities uh, for healing and spirituality. Uh, in fact, they say he's kind of next in line for, um, for being the Dalai Lama and the, and the holder of ancient wisdom wow. in Tibet. And we get to interview this guy, sneak into his room because the Chinese won't allow us to any more than five people to gather at one time. And we get this great footage. And right in the middle of our interview, he turns and looks at me and he asks me uh, what I do. And I tell him I'm an acupuncturist. So I'm a white guy, blonde hair from California. Uh, who teaches Qigong, as you said correctly, Tyler, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and an acupuncturist. And he just thought that was so funny. So he asked to give me, he asked me to give him a treatment, um, you know, doing massage therapy, healing work, acupuncture. And he said, you know, the most important thing in life is to stay connected to your purpose. What in Tibetan or, you know, Indian medicine is called Dharma, which means your unique purpose. And I thought this was really uh, important in whatever capacity, whether it's business, family, uh, is to really tune into what you are all about and what your purpose is. And, you know, he looked at me with his kind of piercing eyes. It came through the translator that, you know, to stay connected to a healing path, that the way in the West, it's really interesting how we're really open to Eastern wisdom, even though we're living a, a, a very modern Western life, and that these two cultures can blend together in, in a harmonious way and make the world a better place. Um, so I thought that was really interesting uh, piece of advice from an enlightened master. So yeah. now on, my, on my business card, I am a massage therapist to enlightened beings. Dude, that is amazing. That is awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, so the next one I got for you is what is the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry? 
You know, this industry of Eastern medicine and wisdom is really interesting because it kind of flips everything on its head and turns our, assumption, our assumptions about what it means to be successful in a modern world kind of upside down because we're having, we have such a fast-paced, uh, go-go-go, stress-induced world that's full of technology. What I like to teach is something opposite, how to go inward, how to relax, how to find a flow state and an elevated energy each and every day. I like to give people like a mini vacation each and every day where they get out of stress, they reconnect, they replenish and recharge. So Qigong, which is the, the word you so skillfully said, means <laughs> energy work uh, yeah. or a skill at working with energy. Now, energy means anything. It can be, we can ask somebody, how's your energy? And people usually answer. But energy really means your aliveness, what keeps you alive. And so things like breath and food and water and sleep and nature all contribute to our aliveness. And so how do we skillfully work with this chi? And one of the things that we do is, is to practice flow state. And the way that you get into flow state is through relaxation. Uh, and relaxation is a very skillful thing to do to access energy. So the whole practice is to be more like water. As, as Bruce Lee said, be like water, my friend. And water is the element that allows us to get into flow state but through relaxation. So it's the art of effortless power. So I teach how to become more effortless and how to be more powerful in and through relaxation techniques like flowing movements and stretching and breathing techniques that actually give us more access to our internal energy than almost anything else. Wow. Yeah. I like that effortless um, energy. And yeah, um, yeah it's, it's interesting, man. I feel like yeah, it's like almost sometimes – are you familiar with Alan Watts? Oh, of course. He's, yeah, he's one of my favorite, favorite uh, philosophers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Uh, he's like one of my top guys, yeah. And like he kind of speaks on that where it's like when – it's like when you try, it's like yeah. more – I'm, I'm going to mess up the word on this, but it's like when you try, it's like more difficult. But if you just let it go, yeah, it's already like there. Like you, you can um, – accomplish it with ease but yeah. the trying uses up more energy and makes it more difficult if that exactly. makes sense we become you know we become forceful rather than powerful yeah that's power crazy. is really important because here's the thing most things in life we don't have to do and we, we really do like for example i was flying on an airplane and this lady she was really nervous about takeoff. So she's pulling up on her seatbelt as we're going down the runway and getting ready for takeoff. So she's straining all the muscles in her neck and shoulders and her jaws tightening up. And she's pulling up on the seatbelt, trying to help the plane take off <laughs> off the ground. And I was like, oh my God, this is what most people do. This is we overly do. You know, when you're a passenger in a car and the driver's going too fast, we brake for the passenger. When we're you know, talking to our bosses or thinking about a stressful thing will contract our muscles. So we need to think what are the planes in our lives that we're trying to lift off the ground and using, wasting our energy, contracting our muscles and tightening up our bodies and even um, stressing out our minds. Mm -hmm. When we can relax more, save that energy. And then when there is something that we can actually do, we become powerful in that moment to actually have influence. Yes. Um... So my next one for you is what's your best piece of overall business advice? So like, how did you get your practice off the ground? Yeah. You know, I have, I taught Qigong 
all these, all these years for about 28 years. And my best business advice is to really follow your heart about what your purpose is. It comes back to that Chinese master, you know, saying, follow your purpose. It's not about the money because money is not going to bring you happiness. Develop a skill set and something that you love and the money follows. You know, in terms of Qigong, money is external form of qi, of energy, because money's just paper. It's, it's meaningless in and of itself until we give it value. So money, think of it as energy, and energy is what gives you life experience. So use money, create a business around what inspires you, what you're passionate about, and create experiences each and every day that elevate you into being more in the moment. And then if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? You know, it was great because my younger self, I, my first job out of college was to go to Thailand and, and be a ghostwriter for a Taoist uh, esoteric master. So <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what most people do? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would give my younger self that same advice. You know, all my friends were getting jobs here in Silicon Valley and working for the Googles and the Facebooks of the world. And I pieced out and went to Thailand and wrote books on esoteric things like um, sexual reflexology and uh, exercise for health and longevity and meditation techniques and breathing practices. And so I've, I found myself in the, in the jungles of Thailand um, you know, at 22 years old, writing books and contemplating life and having these wonderful experiences. So I feel like maybe I did give my younger self some advice right away mm -hmm. because I only had a job, a real job for, um, you know, three months uh, right out of college just to save enough money to buy a plane ticket to go to Thailand and have this experience. So I really think, you know, again, following your dreams and your passions and what's really calling to you is great wisdom. And um, I, I tend to give this advice both to my younger self and to younger students that come into my office to really, to really set their inner compass towards passion, excitement, uh, inspiration, because really what the world needs is people that are passionate and inspired about what they're doing and how to make a change in the world that so desperately needs people that are connected and feeling a calling to a higher purpose or ways in which we can make the world a better place. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. That trip uh, probably made like all the difference, you know, it really did. Yeah. I got back and I was, I was, you know, teaching um, in fitness clubs. I was teaching Qigong and Tai Chi and yoga practices in fitness clubs all over the Bay area until I opened up my own practice. And then I had a, you know, show on public television that, that went all over the country that was really surprising to me. Um, in fact, you know, the, the first caller that called in, they didn't know how to say Qigong because <laughs> who would Q-I-G-O-N-G. They're like, you know, I saw your, your Kwai Jung on TV. They were from Texas <laughs> and, and they did the exercise and they felt great. So I, I all of a sudden the show was in, in 50 million households all across, all across America. And, um, you know, we got a lot more eyeballs in America looking at this ancient practice on how to clear stress and energize and take charge of their health from the inside out, which was, which was really fascinating and fun. Yeah. And, and luckily, unlike most others, I knew exactly how to say Qigong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, inside that's joke. the hardest part about this practice is how to say it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a very effortless, accessible <laughs> practice. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, so now let's talk about happiness. So in your yeah. opinion, what is the key to happiness? You know, in, in terms of chi and energy, they map out different emotions on where they're located in the body. So happiness would be a heart emotion. We don't say, um, you know, happiness comes from my kidneys, right? Happiness comes from the heart. But all the, um, all the emotions that we feel, we feel them in kind of the chest and the abdominal area. So we call these emotions the energy of the organs. It's uh, the form and the formless of the mind-body connection. So the key to happiness is to access the wisdom of the heart. Um, you know, too often we were, we're fascinated by the wisdom of the brain or just the, the upper mind when the heart has tremendous intelligence. Now in Chinese medicine and Qigong, they say tune into the wisdom of the heart and make decisions from your heart rather than your head, which makes sense because your heart is, is kind of like the compass towards happiness. And the head kind of gives us connected to what we're, where we're responsible, uh, what we maybe should be doing or what other people are saying that we should be doing. But true happiness comes from the heart. And often happiness comes from being in service to staying connected to what you're passionate or inspired about. And when we're passionate and inspired, your chi, your energy goes through the roof. People get really energized. And when we're feeling kind of the mundane routine life experiences and the stress and the worries, the energy. The heart leads us to happiness and as well as connects us to our compassion and being in service to others. Mm. And then uh, what is the best book that you've read and what was the number one thing you learned from that? Well, I'm going to stick with this Chinese medicine theme. You know, one of my favorite books is the Tao Te Ching. Uh, and Alan Watts, as you mentioned before, he brings up the Tao Te Ching all the time. And this, you know, I love things that, that reverse our assumptions, that take what we think to be true and turn it upside down. And the Tao Te Ching was written by, uh, you know, maybe a fictional character. His name was Lao Tzu, which, which means the old wise child. Kind of how do we develop the wisdom of life experience, but keep the open-mindedness and the beginner's mind of a child. And um, he just took everything about Confucius culture at the time and turned it upside down. And it's now the most, um, one of the most popular books in the world the second most popular, most read book in the world next to the Bible. Oh, wow. You thought I was going to say Harry Potter, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second most popular book written and read in the world, The Tao Te Ching. So it's, it's, a, it's, great. it's a great read. It talks about energy and philosophy and being in the moments and letting go and things like that, but in a very poetic kind of way. And then what is your favorite quote and why? Uh, you know, I really love the T.S. Eliot quote, which um, it goes like this. We shall not cease from exploration and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. You know, I often start a workshop with this quote because, you know, we keep repeating things over and over. Life is full of patterns. I mean, we wake up, we go to sleep, but to be in the moment and not stopping this exploration, this, this seeking of life experiences that help us to elevate, connect, and create more moments. Um, you know, we shall, it's not cease from exploration. End of all that exploring will be to arrive where we started. This is the, 
you know, being in the moment, you know, we can only be right here and to keep coming back to the moments and having more moments each and every day that are elevated and connected and energized and, you know, maybe more blissful is so important. Yeah, dude, that's an amazing quote. Thank you for that. Is it? Uh, the uh, last one I got for you, thanks for coming on, is where can our listeners best find and connect with you online? Yeah, please come to holdenqigong.com. Holden is my last name, H-O-L-D-E-N. And Qigong is spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G.com. And on there, we, we have a, a seven-minute routine. It's like a five, five days of seven minutes. So you get to try the practice, connect, get in the flow state, recharge, relax, clear stress, and re-energize. So uh, that's a, a freebie that we have on our website that people can all try out and get in touch with this practice uh, that clears stress and recharges the mind and body. Awesome, man. Thank you again for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tyler.